0: True Blue Forever would like a little bit more... uh (laughs) Oh, you know what, too? I got to sneak this in here because Jillian went to Cal. She was very, very happy. Keeping that axe. California Golden Bears, roll on you bears. Last time they battled for an axe... In the Pac-12 conference, now that's that old ACC tradition. (laughs) So weird. So wrong. It sucks. Speaking of sucks, my man Otis Bird III, one of our fearless leaders of this chat room, one of the reasons why this chat room is one of the best you're going to find anywhere in sports, it's because Otis and his army Are the ones who started building it, fighting for it inch by inch, foxhole by foxhole. (laughs) And he's right. It sucks about Hufanga, man. On what play did Hufanga tear his ACL? It's the one where he got dusted and uh, was juked out of his own socks and tried to cut back on a... uh, Was it Rashad White? Was it Rashad White in that moment? Might have, or was it Rakim Jarrett? I think it was one of those guys. Made a great move uh, coming out of the backfield on a swing pass, and Hufanga came up, and he tried to, like, stop his momentum because, again, he got juked a little, and trying to react to the juke is when it looked like his knee popped. I do believe you're right, though. I think that Jair Brown is going to be solid. And Jair Brown, I'll tell you, he, in, at Penn State, he played the run really well, and he had some hands on him too. And what do you know? He comes down with an interception today, and the first time we really feel him or see him in a game with significant snaps, he makes a hell of a play on Mike Evans in the end zone. And then he comes down with the, this game is over interception in the end zone. It's pretty damn good. By the way, so is 49ers Wake Up. I want to remind you again, join Larry Kruger and yours truly for 49ers Wake Up, 8 a.m. California time on Monday morning. We're going to be doing it again on Friday morning because we're going to be waking up after Thanksgiving. With uh, with a football game to be talking about on Friday. So a double dip. You start your week and you end your week, Monday through Friday, with a 49ers wake up. Hopefully you will be tuning in. We simulcast this on both our channels. So hopefully you hit notification, you hit subscribe, and you will be right back here tomorrow morning. That'd be great. By the way, how we're doing. We've added 31 subscribers, 31 of you since the show has started. Thank you very much for joining the family. Hit that notify button. Don't miss a thing that we're doing. And go ahead and drop a like on us while you're watching. If you happen to like what you're seeing here. If you're picking up what I'm putting down, go ahead and hit that like button. Okay. What else we got? What else we got? Looking at the chat. Just a shout out for Takeo Spikes, by the way, from Philip Don, Michael Johnson Thomas. Um, Takeo Spikes was a good linebacker with the greatest neck in the history of sports. Two of the greatest necks really in NFL history, um, were in Niners uniforms. Of course, Merton Hanks, one of the all time necks on the Mount Rushmore of necks. And then you got Takeo Spikes who basically had quads for what what are these traps trap trapezoids? Is that what they are? Trap trapezius? I think so. Purdy looks like the automatic pilot in airplane, <laughs> cowboy. I don't know if you're wrong. I've never thought of that, but yeah, there's a little Purdy with that kind of smirk on his. I'm guessing you're talking about the smiling automatic pilot when when Elaine's giving him the. Let's just call it. Uh, she, she's uh, she's helping blow up the balloon again. <laughs> A little, a little. Again, Brock's got more traps than you'd think, too. He's got a little, he's got a thick neck, thick thighs, thick quads on Brock. Big hands. And he's got great eyes. Rocco. Rocco says, Nick Wright is still saying that Purdy isn't good. It's the people all around him. What if we said the same thing about Patrick Mahomes? We haven't seen him in another situation. What if Patrick Mahomes were a Carolina Panther today? What do you think Patrick Mahomes looks like? Is he still Patrick Mahomes? I'm sure he'd show you flashes, but is he, I'm ripping up this league every time you look up level Patrick Mahomes if he's a Carolina Panther? No, he's not. You know, so I don't, look at it this way. In order to try to frame Brock Purdy, In a negative way, at this point, you need to make up a hypothetical situation. Forget about what I'm seeing in the NFL as it's currently constructed— and the team that drafted him, and the only team that he's played for, and the only team that he has to play for, because you're only allowed to be on one team at a time. Forget about all of that. I think if in some world you could magically put him on a roulette wheel of good fucking luck with that and give it a good old spin, he might not be as good as he is in this situation. Wow. What a hot take. Whoa. You should have a TV show. Look, I really like Nick. I do. Nick and I are friends. But Nick has been about as wrong about Bay Area sports greatness as anyone has ever been. He was Mr. I don't think Steph Curry's good at this for a while. He was, I think the Houston Rockets are about to take the Golden State Warriors out. And then he was, well, LeBron, the guy that I love the most, is definitely better than, per- than the Warriors in any and all instances. And even though he was wrong three out of four times there in the NBA Finals, you know, if all you're going to do is either move or reinvent goalposts, I guess we'll never be able to keep up with those level of hot takes. Rocco. Here's the thing. How about this? For the sake of argument, for the sake of just avoiding an argument about some hypothetical made-up nonsense, let's say for a moment, Nick Wright is correct. Nick Wright is right. If Brock Purdy were anywhere else, he wouldn't be half this good. He is C.J. Bethard in another uniform. You might be right, but we don't need... That that doesn't matter, and it won't matter this year, and it won't matter next week, just like it didn't matter this week, just like it won't matter until he's in another uniform, in another scenario, on another team. You know, I mean, were you making the Tom Brady's no good until you saw him win a Super Bowl in Tampa? Were you that guy? You know, I... I don't know what to tell you. I thought Tom Brady was pretty good. you know, was he a system quarterback? He was in the ultimate system there for a while. Does that make him a system quarterback? Well, what if he is? what if you what if being really good in the system you're in is what all great quarterbacks strive to be and do? You know you can't be everything everywhere all at once and you know and, and satisfy everybody's hypothetical made up scenario you can't do that it doesn't exist i mean at some point you sound like you sound like booger in revenge in the nerds what is it 2 or 3 i think it's revenge of the nerds 2 where you're on the island and you're smoking huge joints and you're like what if cat spelled dog yeah, you know, booger, what if you're blowing my mind? Yeah, absolutely. That's, 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 that, and I never looked at it that way. It's kind of the way I never evaluated a player outside of the situation that they were actually in. You know, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what fictitious scenario in your mind is the test that needs to be passed before you can admit Brock Purdy is really good at this. Because here's what we have. We collect the evidence of this season. Brock Purdy is a top five quarterback in the NFL right now. Go fuck yourselves. That's what the evidence says. Um, That's not my opinion. That's not me trying to get spicy. You know, if best by far quarterback rating and best by far uh passer rating mean anything in this league if best completion percentage one of them historically means anything then Brock Purdy's pretty damn good and there's nothing to even debate. Okay, so then you want to get the statistics out of it. Well look at all these wins that he's put up. Well A quarterback is not responsible for all wins. Okay, so then let's go back to the statistics. Like, you know, you can't satisfy people who only want to argue. And I appreciate a good argument. I, I like some serious debate. But at some point, facts and the vacuum of the season in which this is being contested have to trump any and all hypothetical scenarios. It's just just it. Damon, do you think they'll sign Verrett after that Huff injury? Well, didn't they? Or did they add him? I mean, yes. I mean, Jason Verrett is in the house again. And obviously, he's a tough guy to depend on with his injury history. But when Jason Verrett has been healthy, he's been good. And maybe he gives this team a little bit more wiggle room in terms of depth, but I don't think Verrett's playing safety. I think Jair Brown is. All right, so there's one guy in here. Again, noodle arm. Clearly, this is someone who is just looking to get a reaction. That is, there is no evidence whatsoever because the guy with the noodle arm can't also have the greatest yards per completion average in football, right? So what we have here is someone who is just looking to get a rise and a troll and we know how to do and deal with them, we ignore them. We just easily ignore them. That's the easy way to do it. Oh, I see some of you haven't just ignored him, which is probably why he's still here. I do agree with this, by the way. If Rock Eastwood is a real name, bravo, right? Rock Eastwood that's straight up Burt Reynolds sitting in the jacuzzi and Boogie Nights going, Fellas, these are great names. <laughs> Philip Don, Michael Johnson Thomas says, Damien, can we put the whole cooked turkey on the shelf behind you for Thanksgiving postgame? No, because that turkey's going down in the afternoon. So there won't be anything but carcass. We don't need a carcass behind me. But I'll have a little something to commemorate Turkey Day. And I was also talking to Jillian about, uh, you know, little Christmas lights once we get into that season. And again, hold off on your Christmas lights until after Thanksgiving. The day after Thanksgiving, that weekend, is when you put up your Christmas lights. By the way, I need to remind you that the day after Thanksgiving— is the day that the guardsmen move in the tree lot to Fort Mason and then that weekend is the first weekend that the tree lot is open. I've been a guardsman now since 2011. It is a charity group in San Francisco. We raise money for at-risk youth. That phrase right there is a very large umbrella. There's a too many kids who stand under the umbrella of at-risk youth, but that includes, you know, bad situations, that includes juvenile delinquency situations, that includes foster homes, that includes a whole bunch of kids who are trying really hard to make it on their own. And what we do is set them up with summer camp, some fellowship. We take an iPhone out of their hands. We put a a, a summer camp at their disposal. We get them out of the city. We get kids communicating with each other. And we offer scholarship opportunities to Families that and kids who really have a shot to do something academically, if they were to be found in a better situation, we make that situation better and we fund their educations through the completion of their education. And that to me is a charity worth getting behind. Guardsmen Christmas trees down at the tree lot are expensive, It's because every Christmas tree represents a day of summer camp for a Bay Area at risk youth. And we're going to raise millions upon millions of dollars for Bay Area at risk youth. It's the Guardsman Tree Lot at Fort Mason and opens the weekend after Thanksgiving. I hope you'll join me there. We're going to be doing shows from down there. I'm really looking forward to it. But yes, we will be decorating. And there'll probably be some guardsman tree lot decoration behind me. And then we're actually going to be down at the guardsman tree lot. Bryce Herber says, is Brandon Ayuk going to be a $100 million player? Maybe. Maybe. Uh, you know, he, he's one of those guys that might have that written out in the contract. Then let's look at the guaranteed dollars. But Brandon Ayuk is this team's best wide receiver. I don't think there's any question about that. You know, Debo might set the tone. Kittle might be the the Mack truck. But Brandon Ayuk is the Corvette. Not quite a Lamborghini. That's Tyreek Hill. You know, is it C.D. Lamb just declared himself the best wide receiver in football? I don't, I don't know if that's right or wrong, but he's he's in that small handful. And if we're talking about these, the, 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 it's still a small handful. If you got two handfuls, I don't know if Brock Purdy or excuse me, I don't know if Brandon Ayuk is in the one handful of great NFL wide receivers. You know, that's that, that's Jamar Chase. That is it's Jefferson in Minnesota. They're that's a small handful of guys, right? In two hands, I think when you got two handfuls of elite, best wide receivers in football, Brandon Ayuk is in this hand. You know, Cooper Cup is in this first hand. His first hand's really hard to get in, but you put it all together, two hands. I think Brandon Ayuk is is a top ten receiver in football. Top ten, top twelve top 15 to give myself the appropriate wiggle room and try to do this the right way not be a a slave to the uh to to the to the to prisoner of the moment but he's good you know there's a guy who might be a system wide receiver is Brock is 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 Brandon Ayuk this good anywhere else maybe these are maybe these are more system wide receivers than anyone says. But we don't say that about wide receivers. He's a system-wide receiver. Maybe this is a system-wide receiver. I don't know. But he sure fits this system. Brandon Ayuk is running wide open. Whenever I take a look, running wide open. Look, I'm not going to be getting open in a pass route ever again. Not that I ever really would. But my bad knee is a lot better than a bad knee now thanks to Hughes Orthopedics, our very first sponsor uh, of the second half. And we're thrilled to have Hughes Orthopedics with the second half of this football season as the sponsor of the post-game show. (coughs) Pardon me. Dr. Paul Hughes did a little regenerative knee cellular replacement therapy, and that is probably going to... Prevent me from having a knee replacement one day. Sure feels really good right now. Go to HughesOrthopedics.com. I'll tell you more about it as the season rolls along. We'll have more contact information. He was a late ad from our injury report. But uh, Hughes Orthopedics is got some real new medicine to offer instead of a near barbaric Level of knee replacement surgery that can be avoided, once you see Doctor Paul Hughes. So we'll have more on that for you. True blue forever. You lift, bro. (laughs) How about this? I could squat better now. Oh, you're probably talking about Takeo spikes his, his neck. The guy's shoulders, his traps, all of it was insane. Hey, Damon, nobody's talking about that kicking game, SD1593. No one's gonna be talking about that avatar of yours either, there, SD1593. You sound like a fucking droid or something. But um, yeah, you don't talk about kickers when they make field goals the same way you don't talk about the offensive line when they play a pretty good game. Speaking of all time next, shout out Mike Tyson. No doubt about it. This is uh, Mayfield wanted to swap jerseys with Christian McCaffrey. Was that like, uh, did he break protocol or only quarterbacks supposed to swap with other quarterbacks? You know, he wasn't going to swap with Nick Bosa, right? That wasn't going to happen. But uh, yeah, there's no problem there. They did. I saw them like signing autographs. You are right about this, by the way. Otto is the name of the automatic pilot in airplane. It is Otto, that is correct. And Leon's getting larger. <laughs> oh. Pardon me, stewardess, I speak jive. Damon, I love your channel. It's Fred's birthday today as well. Fred Warner's birthday. That's right. It was. I did see a happy birthday, Fred, sign. I don't know if it was today, Fred Warner, proper birthday or not, but happy birthday to Fred. Fred Warner played a hell of a game today. Hell of a game. Damn it, I hate you people. Now I'm going to have to start calling Brock Purdy Otto. <laughs> Mountain Cat. Damon, is spitting facts even a cool saying anymore? I, d- I don't know, but it's certainly needed. Less opinions, more facts in this world, less made up shit. Clarissa Thompson. Thank you, C Bass. Kick his ass, C Bass. Ryan, Damon, was it you with the Ray Durham's at Momo's? Yeah, that sound drop back in the day happened when I was doing an old sports phone Giants game. Some guy called in, Damon! Ray Durham's at Momo's. That that's me. That's I'm that's that's me. Thank you, Ryan. Thank you for being here. Ray Durham wasn't Momos. I I love Momos. It's one of my favorite things about baseball season. All right. What else we got going on here? We got uh, Sean Crowley who says, Damon, it was a great day that he ripped millennials for listening to Skip Bayless. You hit them on the button. <laughs> great rant. He really did. You want to talk about somebody who dumbed up an industry? It was that guy right there. Look, this was a superior... Afternoon of football for the San Francisco 49ers, one that's got to leave all of them feeling really good. Unfortunately, it comes with one casualty, Talanoa Hufanga, torn ACL, done for the year, obviously, and that's a shame. But we got ourselves a really interesting game at a Jair Brown, who started and gave up a big play, like right away. And then the next couple times you saw him, he was covering Mike Evans, which is the toughest check you're going to get in that secondary. And he played him well on fourth down in the end zone. And then the next time you saw Jair Brown, he was sitting there in the end zone with the football. Huge interception that ended the game, basically. And there you go. So Jair Brown got his quick initiation and then played well. And that's a good sign. I'll tell you a couple of other things that stood out to me today. You know, I'm going to have to really rewatch this game and think about it a little bit before I'm able to come up with my that's the biggest play of the game. There were a few plays which I think could have qualified for biggest play of the game, the most obvious one being the huge touchdown bomb, third play into the second half for the 49ers that put them up 20 and found, you know, Ayuk in the end zone. That was a monster one. I don't know if we're going to find one bigger than that. But there were a few certainly game-altering plays where you got Warner stripping Baker Mayfield on a scramble where Bosa got half of that sack. Um, I thought that the three-play touchdown drive for Tampa Bay exactly when Tampa Bay needed it to keep this game Within shouting distance was a big moment. Not a great moment for the Niners, but it was a big moment in the game. Uh, There was a fourth and five where Baker Mayfield found Mike Evans for a first down. That kept the game afoot and then incomplete to Mike Evans on fourth down in the end zone. What I loved in this game, what I really liked is that um, you had Dean. Dean. Uh, I'm blanking on his first name, but Dean right now, the corner who got hurt, and i, I he got hurt early. He got beat by Ayuk twice and was hurt on both plays. Um, but Dean exited early with an injury, and then Brock went right after the new Tampa corner. That's what smart quarterbacks do. I'm going to test you. That's why Baker Mayfield went right after Jair Brown when he came in for Hufanga. You test the new guy right away. It's a smart thing to do. Mooney Ward was in a battle at the top of his routes without getting flags today. Um, he got the 49ers off the field when he defended a pass that, you know, I mean, he's he's going to the ground breaking up this pass, and he did it. I thought it was a good day for Mooney Ward, who I called uh, Moses Moody earlier in the show. So good day for Mooney Ward. There, There is a guy that I guarantee you that you could talk, we could talk about this game Until we were all blue in the face today and no one, because he didn't have a catch, he didn't have a target. No one's going to talk about how good of a game Charlie Warner had. Charlie Warner, and I want to go back again and watch this film, was involved on at least three different run plays with big blocks downfield, the biggest of which where he has two blocks on the same play where he's got Elijah Mitchell popping for 13 yards on Elijah Mitchell's first play of the afternoon. Charlie Warner was just hat on a hat blocking. You know, the late niner in motion in a run play who then comes out and kicks out someone that gets Elijah to the second level, then Warner had rubbed off that block at one point to where he's now making a second block, same play downfield, hell of a day for Charlie Warner, your blocking tight end. I guarantee you no other show's giving you that. There are only two things I didn't like about this game. Again, Brandon Ayuk on a day where he has a career afternoon. 5 catches, 156 yards and a touchdown. Brandon Ayuk also not knowing when to take the ball out of bounds cost the Niners a chance to run another play inside the red zone at the end of a half. Like that's not good. Got to do better than that, Brandon. Let's get our let's get our head in the game in all moments of the game. You don't know, take a playoff And I understand he was fighting for more yards, but time was more important than yards in that scenario, and he needs to know that. I guarantee you he's going to get talked about. I I guarantee you Kyle's already talked about it with him. He did it right at halftime. The Fred Warner pass interference. It's not that I didn't like the play. It's that I think the officials got it wrong. I thought that that play occurred outside of the end zone and wasn't going to put Tampa right on the what the 2 yard line when you when you foul inside there or the 1 yard on whatever there are. Where, remember to go right to the doorstep cuz you got a, a foul in the end zone I didn't like that and That's it Excuse me That's what I didn't like That's all I didn't like two plays and one was a play that I don't know how much better Warner could have actually made it. I mean, you'd like to see it happen without pass interference, but got a little bit of the body, and that's what happens, and it's football. Again, I, I have problems with mental mistakes. I don't really have problems with the stake's being made at 100 miles an hour. I thought it might have been a refereeing mistake. Um, It was, how about this? Here's something you haven't said during many games at all this year. I thought today was a pretty well-officiated game. No team had a distinct advantage. It was right down the middle. Uh, I'm sure that there are plays on both sides. Coaches would like to see cleaned up a little bit. But it was more on their players than it was overzealous officiating. Jonas asked the question Is Brock too modest for his own good? <clears throat> Excuse me, little frog in the throat. Throat. <clears> throat> he only talked about his misplays just now. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. Brock Purdy's a perfectionist. This is a good thing. It's not a bad thing. And I like that he isn't a braggart. And I like a guy who stays humble, and so do his teammates. And that's what I'm looking for. What else we got? What else we got? <clears throat> Dude at the game on TV was wearing a Lance jersey. Seems weird. Let it go. Yeah, you gotta convert that thing and like back into a Garcia jersey or something, but Look, a lot of people went out and they bought that jersey. It's why you don't buy a jersey until you figure out whether the kid's actually going to play or not. Look, Trey Lance's draft choice is part and parcel why no one wanted to bet on Purdy. And then even though he keeps on dealing blackjack, uh, nobody still wants to bet on Purdy because he got that Trey Lance jersey. You just got that Trey Lance in your heart. It happened to people. Damon, have Jack do a handprint turkey. It's a pretty good idea. I could bring that. Jack actually brought home a handprint turkey from school this week. Might we'll have to get a little handprint turkey. Oh, look at We've got to take requests now. Damon, do a cornucopia on the shelf of sports memorabilia. Where am I supposed to get a horn? <laughs> Where the hell am I supposed to get a cornucopia? My wife probably has got one, to be honest with you. I don't know. Would you say I had a plethora? Would you say I had a cornucopia? (laughs) Damon, Thanksgiving draft this week. You know what I think we're going to do? I think this week we are going to take video calls for the first time on the channel. And we're going to let it rip with a Thanksgiving draft. The Trent Balky. Thanksgiving draft. Damon, you know that you can put your trolls in timeout. You know, this is what Jillian usually does. She cleans it up. I uh, yeah, I just I don't care. I just I, I like that you all know how to deal with it now. I mean, and that's the thing. Like y- you can tell if someone is in the chat room trying to tell you what Brock Purdy isn't. Why even bother? It's like talking to the drunk idiot at the end of the bar. Why even bother? Why even give that guy your time of day? Otis Bird. That was hilarious, Dave. And every time I see Momos now, it's all I th- oh I can't I can't help but drive past Momos and think, Ray Durham, was a momos? Every single time I see it. All right. Jay Mill wants to ask, Damon, do they have five guys on the West Coast? Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, Andrew Wiggins. uh, No, I'm just kidding. No, yeah, we have five guys out here. Five guys is good. I like five. I like five guys more than In-N-Out. I think In-N-Out is an overrated burger. It's a wet burger, but that's another show. It's another time. It's too late in this show to bring up that kind of spiciness. Jamal Dean, that was it, Bryce Herber. Thank you very much. I forgot Dean's first name there for a moment, so thank you. Yeah, one of the things that we'll be talking about on my show, which begins at 11 a.m. tomorrow, that's when the Damon Bruce show will be underway, uh, we are going to get into was Formula One in Las Vegas good or bad? You know, was that good for racing or bad for racing? I'm not sure. I know it looked cool. I know some people who had like some VIP experience thrown their way were pretty happy. I've seen other people not so happy. You got a vet quarterback podium game right there, Sean. You're right about that. Brock Purdy does have a veterans podium game. Oh, J.J. Rader. My boy bought three Trey Lance jerseys. Then again, he also bought the jersey of the former rugby player that only lasted a season. Oh, God, I remember that failed experiment. Damon, when we beat the Shithawks on Thanksgiving, hey, give them respect. When you beat the Seahawks, it's a division rival. Give them respect. When you beat the Seahawks on Thanksgiving, will you call Lumenfield turkey on the 50? Only if they allow, only if they allow 49ers to sit with, well, it won't be Michelle Tafoya. She's off like parading with Nazis or whatever she does now. But um, we've got uh, Lumenfield turkey on the 50. If they allow 49ers to sit on the 50 yard line and eat, yes, yes, we will. But no team will ever allow that to happen. It will only happen to the 49ers, probably in football history. There might be turkey on the sideline. Turkey on the sideline? No, you, you can't. That's, that's okay. Not good, but it's okay. I understand it. But to set, set up Thanksgiving dinner on the logo, it's always going to stick with Levi Stadium. I mean, you'll never be able to undo that. Yep, Jillian, she's like, can I bring the hooligans home now? Yes, honey, we're about to wrap up this show in just a little bit. Thank God for you two coming along as far as, so you had such great things to fall back on. I I agree with you, Bryce. I mean, I I don't know if there was ever a, a good time, ever a good time to lose a job especially in the media, right? I don't know if there's ever a good time for that, but thank God it's happening at a moment where the reason why so much media is pivoting is because there's this to pivot to. You normally don't pivot to a more lush rainforest. You normally don't get to pivot to, well, I'm going to go somewhere where there's a bigger audience waiting for me. All they now have to do is find me. So that is the blessing of YouTube. You're right about that. And I'll tell you, when it comes to finding me today, 38 new people have found me. 38 new subscribers. And I thank you for it. means an awful lot. Go ahead, hit that like button. And uh, hit that notify button. And like I said, we're going to have ourselves some holidays to spend together. I will be live at the two-minute warning live at the two-minute warning on Thanksgiving. I'm going to be live at the two-minute warning on Christmas. It's the Ravens. I will be live at the two-minute warning on New Year's. Was that New Year's Day, New Year's Eve? Whatever it is, I'll be live at the two-minute warning of every single game, and if you hit notify, you won't miss anything. I am live Monday through Friday at 11 a.m. West Coast time, and tomorrow morning— Monday morning at 8 a.m. West Coast time, it's 49ers Wake Up with yours truly and Larry Kruger with the single best day after 49er postgame show in the world, if you don't mind me saying, and the two of us, former radio guys out here on Monday mornings when we're live, have more people listening and more people viewing us on YouTube than both KNBR and 95.7 The Game combined. So the people have spoken, and thank you for being part of that vocal group that has spoken a level of support to what we're doing over here on YouTube. It means an awful lot, and I thank you deeply for it. I thank the Niners for looking like a hell of a football team today. You know, there's that old saying that uh, a win is good for sports talk radio, but a loss is great. Well, maybe... Maybe that is true sometimes, but when you're looking at a team and you think you see a team of consequence, I want what's best for them. This team could go to and reach its, its season-stated goals based on what we've seen in these two weeks coming out of the bye. They look rejuvenated. They look reinvigorated. They look rededicated. They look good on the line of scrimmage. It's unfortunate that Talanoa Hufanga suffered a season ender. It's not catastrophic. It's not good, but it's not a catastrophic injury. But it shows you how you know how tightly sewn all of this is together, and how easily it can come apart. Sean says, KNBR has fallen off. Look, all sports talk radio fallen off. They can't afford to keep real talent around anymore. And that's the way it goes. Corporal Tez says, you know, never a good time to lose a job, but glad you pivoted here. Been listening since your very first night on sports phone, taking over for Larry and would be bummed if like that you were gone. Well, thank you very much, Corporal Tez. Thank you. You've been here now for the better part of 18 years, and that means an awful lot to me. So thank you. Again, meaning an awful lot to me or my sponsors. Um, my Monday through Friday show are sponsored by my man Ike from Ike Sandwiches. Get yourself an Ike sandwich this week. You'll be very happy that you did. We always got love. For Jackson in San Francisco, I'm not wearing a Jacks t-shirt tonight, but if you are looking for the single best collection of vintage Bay Area sports t-shirts and stuff that you can only find there, go to jacksfsf.com. Use promo code DamonBruce10 for 10% off. Uh, I want to thank MyBookie.ag and use promo code Damon there to set up an account with up to a 50% deposit match up to $1,000. Great place to do a little wagering, great place to interface, great place to play some blackjack, some slots, some roulettes. It's like hanging out in, a, in, in on a cruise ship in international waters. There are no law there, law man. No law here, law dog. And we want to thank our friends at Uncle Boy's. Great burger at Uncle Boy's. Get yourself one in a rich stand up for Uncle Boys, And our very new sponsor, the title sponsor of Post Game and Damon Hughes Orthopedics, and we'll be telling you how to go ahead and explore some options that are superior, absolutely superior options to the option that used to be, oh, hey, you're just going to need a knee replacement. No, you don't. You don't just need a knee replacement. That's not the way this works anymore. It's not the way it works at Dr. Hughes' orthopedics. So go find out for yourself. Paul Coffey saying, solid tombstone, pull." Thank you. True Blue Forever all over it as well. You hear that, law dog? Law don't go around here. Oh, there, that's it. I mean, that's the direct quote. I believe you're right. And there you go. What more would you like? Then an endorsement of a chef herself, the official chef of uh, the Pluse gang, the Pluse army, is Chef A. She says, I had my first Ike's a couple weeks ago. The best. The beast. Oh, it's a good sandwich right there. And yes, there is a Thanksgiving sandwich. A Thanksgiving sandwich. So you can check that out at Ike's. I'm a sandwich. You can order the Damon Bruce, but thank you. Thank you to Hughes Orthopedics. Thanks to our 38 new subscribers. Uh, you mean an awful lot. 39. How about that? 39 new subscribers. 11 more of you before we say goodbye. 11 more of you. Would mean, Ozzy, you want to come on in? Come on in. The two year old wants to say hello. Hold on. Come on, buddy. Come on in and say hello to everyone. Jack, you want to come on in and say hello to everybody before we go? Come on in. This is Ozzy Ozzie's excited. want to say hi to everybody? Hi. Hi. Um, there you go. Hi. Th- this is what I didn't plan. In- I'm not. I'm not like using my kids for subs here. But this is why I need you to subscribe. He said Turkey. Hi, honey. it's is Mrs. Pluse. We-, we did say turkey because turkey's coming up. Turkey is coming up. <laughs> turkey. There you go. What did I also say? You, also you said something funny and I don't remember. You, I said something funny and you don't remember? <laughs> That's good. That's the way it usually goes. You said a lot of funny <laughs> stuff. Oh, I said a lot of funny stuff. There Small you go. Balls. There you go. My do you like seeing yourself there, Oz? Yeah, you do. I do. You do. I do. I do. You do. Now me. Now ja- oh, Jack wants up here, too. Say hi, everybody. Hi. Who won today? Mm-hmm. 49ers. You a 49er fan? No. Nothing. Maybe I'm raising as Bears fans and I haven't told you about it. No, they're born in San Francisco. There you go. Thank you so much for being here. Huge win for the 49ers. I'll be back at it at 8 a.m. See you. <laughs> See you. Oh, can you hear me over there? There we go. Kids loving it. Funny. Can you hear yourself? All right, we're gonna we're we're gonna play with the buttons. We're gonna play with the buttons. What do we got here? It says Damon. We need a Damon dad joke segment. I gotta bring in Jillian for the dad jokes. I mean, dad jokes are basically terrible puns, and that's that's what dad jokes are. All right, as you can see, the boys are home, which means you don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. And I want to tell you that sports don't build character. They reveal it. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'll see you tomorrow morning, 8 a.m., right here on Damon Bruce Plus for a little 49ers wake up. just fired up to be here today. Jack's found the buttons, which means we got ready. Ready, Jack? You ready? Hold on. Hold on. How does everything sound now, Jack? How does everything sound now? how about now does that sound a little funny now what about now you want to say goodbye everybody bye 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 Bye-bye indeed okay, Sport build- no 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 don't touch any more buttons i gotta wrap up in my signature style here jack hold on mrs pluse you want to duck in Hi, everybody. Thanks for tuning in today. There you go. Go Niners. Go Niners. All right. How do I wrap this up? I think I say sports don't build character. They reveal it.